Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Talia. And I'm your host, Alicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. We are starting off strong this year with Matilda. (laughs) This is (laughs) The Year is Young, I guess. That's the name of the month. The Year is Young. And so we are going to be focusing on young actors doing movie musicals. That's kind of it. Uh, And so we are starting with Matilda 2022, I guess. Yeah. So, yes. History. Do you have any? Well, I have history with the musical itself, like the stage version. I mean, you were there. We did. um, What is it? The the winter extravaganza. Thank you. There we go. So for our <laughs> so for our winter extravaganza at uni, we do like songs from different musicals based on what we particularly want to do. So um, I was part of a group that did Revolting Children, so I'm very familiar with that song, and like I'm familiar with like the music of it in general because I had listened to the soundtrack around that time and. I knew Tim Minchin when he was like I don't know him personally but you know like as like a performer so Mm -hmm. I had like watched some of his stuff before and then I found out that he wrote the Matilda musical so I'm like oh the lyrics are gonna be clever at the very least and then they are (laughs) so I was not surprised but yeah I really like the music from this musical I never saw it on stage but I'm glad to have the movie now um, how about you? What's your history? Uh, not much, really. Outside of having seen y'all perform Revolting Children at the Winter Stravaganza, however many years ago that was, I don't really have any like connection to like the the stage production. Nor do I have much of a connection to like Matilda. Period. Right. Like I've never read the book. I'm sure I've seen the. 1990 whatever movie but like only because I viscerally remember the cake scene Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I remember like some math scene as well like like a scene where she's doing math of some kind and then like her doing like the sort of telekinesis stuff and that's all I remember I didn't I didn't know I couldn't remember anything to do with like the story or what happens in it at all so yeah (laughs) that is my entire history with Matilda so I'm coming mostly I'm mostly coming at this with like absolutely no like preconceived notions I guess of what Matilda is meant to be okay I do distinctly remember watching the Matilda movie the one from the 90s many a time Mm. Um, Mara Wilson and Danny DeVito it's very very prominent in my mind so I was wondering because I had never seen the stage so I didn't know how many things had been like changed or like I haven't read the book so I don't know like how many things are different from the book to the movie to the new movie you know but yeah yeah, this was uh, distinctly different in some ways and in some ways are the same which I'm guessing are like the key points from the book itself Mm -hmm. Um, like the cake with Bruce and Amanda Thripp and the pigtails and Miss Honey and 
the Trunchbull's relationship. But we'll get into all of that. So mm. I guess we can start. Yeah. So we open on the song Miracle being sung by what sounds like very small, small children. Mm. <laughs> but it's yeah. like little scenes of like little babies just after... I forget what the room is that they call like when they take the babies and they just like put them on display. But <laughs> on display. <laughs> I don't know. I see them in movies sometimes. I've never been in like a maternity ward anyway. But mm. yeah, so we have all these little children singing. My mommy says a miracle, um, outlining the things that their parents have told them, and then we have their parents fawning over them like taking pictures like just seeing like how special they are and then we get to yeah, and the other parents being like oh he's like he's smiling clearly it's a, it's a sign of intelligence da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that's kind of funny because like parents do be like my child is the best child to ever have childhood and it's like mm-hmm. okay <laughs> meanwhile we have like matilda parents are like yeah no (laughs) (laughs) well first off uh, mrs warmberg didn't even like register that she was pregnant yeah uh, despite the doctor trying to convince her and then suddenly she's having the baby they're like you're in labor and she's like what this woman who's clearly super pregnant she's like i no, just bloated like that's for pregnant people but she's getting wheeled out and then we have the doctor who's like busting through the doors like every child is like listen i was cracking i was like this movie is gonna be great from the get out (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah when he's yeah i i I really appreciated that i was just like okay i'm in i'm in you got me my mommy says I'm a miracle. My daddy says I'm a special little guy. But um, the the baby is delivered. But the Wormwoods, or at least Mr. Wormwood, is prepared to have a boy. So when the doctor says that you have a beautiful baby girl, he refuses to even acknowledge that it's a daughter, girl, any kind. Because clearly the balloons say boy, so it must be a boy. Um. <laughs> And it's like, did they you just... not buy the bo- the balloons? Like, what do you mean? Like, they didn't just, like, spawn from <laughs> the center of the Earth's core. Like, you are having a boy, so now here are your balloons. What? But, yeah, no, immediately they don't want her. They dislike her. They still keep her for some reason. But mm-hmm. they just... So when we get to an older version of Matilda, um, I think she's, like, five or... S- no. Five or six, maybe? I don't know how old she's meant to be but yeah she's so tiny (laughs) i'm like i also still don't know (laughs) but she is repeating the stuff that has been said about her where her parents have said she's a worm they don't like her uh smart mouth like all these negative things and it's like just a transition from miracle into the fact that Matilda doesn't have all of these nice things being said about her in her life and mm. she can repeat them quite easily. Mm. She is saying this while on the roof of a mobile library that belongs to Mrs. Phelps, 
who is a librarian who um is not wanting to disturb her but she's packed up and is ready to go and she can't drive off with a child on her roof so mm-hmm. matilda has to go home where we then meet the wormwoods i think it's her mom that is home at first and then we basically get an idea of who they are and then it's come we come to find out that like we forgot to send it they call her an it apart from him calling her a boy they forgot to send it to school because the inspector comes the inspector comes with miss honey and they you know lie to say that she's been homeschooled all this time and that's why she hasn't been attending school miss honey seeing matilda um, sneaks away for a moment to have a chat with her on the stairs and ask her if she wants to come to school school which mm-hmm. apparently hasn't been like a thought that crossed her mind because <laughs> she's like what is school like and you know she says it's a place where you can learn a lots of different things and that she's a teacher and yeah they leave and it's it's sad because you see like Matilda is like up in the attic space in this very small space and then later on during the other side you could see like there's space in the house where she Mm could have been but they just have her up in this attic tiny Mm -hmm. space i i don't specifically remember what is said but they decide to send her to school but she's going to be sent to crunchum hall um after mr wormwood has has had a conversation telling the headmistress about how awful and mischievous and such a brat that Matilda is and, and she says that's I have a question about that right because like she believes him which means she holds mm-hmm. his opinion to some regard but like his persona his entire like personality does not mesh to me with what like she would have trusted you know what i mean like she hates kids and i can only assume that she was his teacher or something at whatever point and he sucks like he's and i don't even mean like he sucks i mean i do mean he sucks but like i mean like also he's mischievous himself like he's a fraud yeah he's a bullshit artist exactly and like this is something we are led to believe that she doesn't like and also she hates kids so it's just like at what point did her opinion of him and you know what he has to say change because there's no way she would have liked a kid like that but you know whatever (laughs) well maybe maybe she didn't like him as a kid but you know kids grow up um, and maybe his sure. personality is like a form of rebellion. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, so Matilda declares that that's not fair what they've done um, to like color her opinion of her before she even gets a chance, you know. So mm-hmm. then we get the song Naughty. Sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty. Just because you find that life's not fair It doesn't mean that you just have to grin and bear it If you always take it on the chin and wear it 
Nothing will change. Even if you're little, you've got a lot. You mustn't let a little thing like little stop you. If you sit around and then let them get on top of you, might as well be saying you think that it's okay and that's not right. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically Matilda retaliating against her dad for misinforming the headmistress about her by taking her mom's peroxide and putting it in his hair oil so that his um, hair will turn green. Um, And, like, there's nothing for him to suspect her, but he, like, puts the hair oil on, and then immediately after, like, screaming for a bit, he goes up to her bedroom and is like, what did you do to my hair? But she's, like, quote-unquote asleep in bed, so Mm. he just leaves. But we all know that she did it. So I'm just like, in this case, he was right. But at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) like, he's awful. So it can stand. And it's not like she, like, hurt him physically. Just phenotypically. All sorts of, like, acrobatics, hand walking across the roof cartwheeling across the hallways yeah <laughs> like go off queen you adorable <laughs> little queen little princess so matilda is prepared to go to school on the way she's been thinking about something her parents said um about harry being some great estipologist you know to like escape the punishment of like not having sent her to school and mm. so She's like thinking, escapologist, escapologist. Because Miss Honey told her that school um, is a place where you can learn to like make your own stories because apparently she likes stories. Mm. So when she goes to Miss Phelps, she's like, I'm going to school to learn to tell stories, but I think I have one already. It's like bubbling out of her. So she starts to tell this story about a great escapologist who was in love with an acrobat and they did amazing tricks together and they got married but there was like a sadness in their soul because the thing that she want they wanted most was a child so in order to escape the sorrow they decide to do the most dangerous trick in the world ever uh-huh. but she kind of stops because she doesn't know the next part of the story. And Miss Phelps is like, a what? But then she has to go to school. So Miss uh, Phelps tells her where to meet her next time for the rest of the story. And Matilda goes to school. There was another girl that was a late start, Lavender. And so um, her and Matilda end up meeting kind of at the front gate to head into the school. I think this is where we get the school song. As they're heading in, they are stopped by some older kids, Apex, and like, yes, Red Bray, Hortensia. And she starts off the school song, which I still know the lyrics to. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> From, it's so cool because they're like, you know, you're going to learn whatever, whatever. And she's like, oh, I already know my alphabet. Lavender's like, I already know my alphabet. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's so cleverly written. I really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> where they're going through the alphabet, like, you know, A, B, C, D, F, G, but like with like words. And I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes sense because <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Um, oh, because basically they go through the song, like the full verse of the song. Yeah. And then they're like, when she asks um why they have why? to be careful yeah they're like <laughs> wait for physette physical education the transpole speciality and matilda thinks that they're just trying to like scare them because like school's meant to be a place for learning yeah. and so you realize that the full verse that they've sang to them in the beginning because she says you don't know the alphabet until we learn you the alphabet and it's mm. they've been trying to teach them the alphabet of this school is yeah. in that song in some pointed words yeah. um so like able b yeah c as in s-e-e but also see the letter uh tragic d and even yeah. oh gosh i was just like that's so clever i've never <laughs> i've never heard this i was just like that's so clever <laughs> but yes so we get to the end of the school song we find out that the trench bull has like cameras in the school that she's monitoring and like commands them to go into class like gives them a countdown and they're in miss honey's class and they're safe <laughs> it's during this time that <laughs> I think it's Nigel who's like looking at the board because they left some mm. of the equations on the board from the previous night class and he's like he's it's hurting my brain <laughs> he's like having a full he's like not having a good time right now I'm like oh no <laughs> like is it physically hurting your brain <laughs> It's like, I'm so stressed out. So she asked who wants to polish off the board, Miss Honey. And everyone puts their hands up except for Matilda. So she's like, of course, Matilda, why don't you, like, do that? And she starts handing out these books. And she's like, what is a chapter? And a chapter is a piece of a book. And she's like, I want you to try and read one chapter. And then, and she turns back to the board to see Matilda. And Matilda's doing the math on <laughs> the board. Which is like, it looks, I don't, I don't really remember. It looked like algebra. It was. And, yes. And so she's like doing this, like, I don't know, teen level algebra. Mm. And I was like, my girl, aren't you five? And then she's like, mm -hmm. doing it by the prime numbers. And I'm like, girl, please, what do you mean it continues? <laughs> and Miss Honey's like, is math your favorite thing? And he's like, it's all right. I'm like, it's all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even kind of like that? Um,. Mm. But she's like, she really likes reading. She starts listing off these like classic books. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a holiday that she read. in her head. She's like, that's what I read that week. And it's like thick books. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, how fast are you reading? Like, of mice and men. I'm like, girl, you're a child. Why are you reading of mice and men? I mean, there are a lot of books where I'm like, she was reading Grapes of Wrath at some point as well, I think. 
Yeah. I'm like, why is this child reading these books? <laughs> I mean, and I guess Miss Honey is like, <laughs> Miss Honey is like, ah, and she goes to the trench bowl. She's like psyching herself up for it um, mm-hmm. to go into her office. But she goes and she's trying to tell her about Matilda. But of course, Miss Trunchbull remembers that she's been informed about Matilda from Mr. Wormwood um, about mm-hmm. how much of a brat she is. And she's like, oh, thank you for pointing this child out to me. I will destroy it um, eminently. And she's like, no, I think Matilda is a genius and she should be placed in the upper classes like immediately and Trunchbull's like that's against the rules we don't do that and when she even when Miss Hunt even mentions an exception we go into Hammer Song which is like she's listing out how she became the champion hammer thrower in 1959 and I'm like okay (laughs) alright how old are you (laughs) when is this taking place (laughs) yeah great question um but if you want to throw etc 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 and like um, and like yeah i don't know she's so strange i i didn't even recognize emma emma thompson emma thompson right Right? I was just like, Same. No, cause like there were there were like parts of her face that I recognized. And I was just like, this looks like somebody, but like the cheap <laughs> things that they gave her, like made her face yeah. like so square. It's just like I feel like my brain is playing a game, and I don't know <laughs> what it is. So I just waited until the credit rolled, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. She's got this place under like full lock like at her command at her whim everything moves and it's it's sad mm-hmm. it is it is very sad so uh i think matilda goes home and yeah she has the grapes of wrath book um oh right so I was trying to remember where in the where in the wormwood plotline this is. So a muscly guy has come asking for a sports car, but he mm. only has like two, and one is beat up in the front, and one is beat up in the back, and he's gonna cut them in half and then like put them together, which I don't think is gonna work. But mm. let's say for the sake of the story, it will. And Matilda <laughs> is like arguing against him. It's like that's not fair. Like you can't do that. And he gets pissed off and he's like, it's all of these books, they're full of nonsense. Like, he's like, how can grapes have wrath? How can grapes be angry? And he starts to like try and like tear it in half, but he can't. So he starts to like rip the pages out. And she's like, understandably upset because it's a library book. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, it's, it's not even hers. So she goes she picks up all the pages she gets like the glue to like stick the book together but then also gets the idea to like put the glue in the rim of his hat but i'm like girl you're cutting it close because she goes and takes the hat as he's going to leave and she's Mm. like doing it when he's right there (laughs) and he's like and he's like where's my hat and then she just hands it to him i'm like girl you are lucky because you don't look innocent in this moment. You look suspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
he puts the hat on and he leaves at school again she is going she's like in the playground with like the other kids and we get like the first hint of telekinesis information from another kid who is like you know telekinesis it's like when you have so many brains and mm-hmm. they squish out through your eyes and you can move things with your mind because she's like really smart so like maybe she has that but she doesn't at this point another child nigel comes running out yeah he's like the one with the, the one who who is freaking out <laughs> about the board yeah yeah he comes out and is begging them to hide him because someone put something on transpo's chair and he she blames him which i'm like you have cameras in the school literally literally (laughs) i was thinking that in like a minute or so i was thinking that i mean i'm thinking that in this moment as well but like even more so in like a little bit yeah yeah but it's like okay so he's begging for them to hide him and the other kids are like uh you're going to chokey but matilda comes up with a plan she doesn't tell anyone the plan but the plan involves covering him with coats so they cover him in the coats and then trunchbull comes for them to do like the lineup thing and matilda is delayed so she ends up being stopped prematurely before she can get in the line yeah and so trunchbull comes out and she's looking for nigel and matilda points to the pile of coats and she's like he's over there sleeping under the pile of coats and where he's been for the last hour (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like okay this is where i was like wait a minute but she has a whole surveillance system did she not see him running out (laughs) but and then she goes into this whole spiel about narcolepsy and they put him under the coats for safety and then she's like that's what it was right guys and all of the children are looking at each other like do we actually and she's like right and they're like mm-hmm. yes yes absolutely. yeah uh-huh that's, that's what happened and then Nigel like raises himself I was like oh, mm-hmm. oh where am I say like, oh hello Miss Trunchbull <laughs> he, he literally wakes up like mom I had this dream and I'm like look at you little deceiver (laughs) (laughs) go off so not having a point for her ire anymore she like turns and surveys and targets amanda thrip who has these like braided pigtails and she's like what did i say about pigtails and amanda understandably is like my mommy says they make me look pretty. It's not like her fault that she has the pigtails. The <laughs> I'm pretty baby, sure she didn't like... do them. <laughs> yeah. So Tr- Trunchbull then picks, which like there had been a discussion in this scene earlier where the older kids were talking about how a child had gotten thrown out of a window and Matilda didn't believe them because it's like, they're just trying to scare you. It's like there's a teacher can't throw a child. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> she grabs case, onto these pigtails, and like I was like, because I don't remember this from anywhere, 
right? So I my uh-huh. I I my jaw literally jaw dropped. <laughs> I like I literally went, "What?" <laughs> is happening right now i was clutching my non-existent pearls in absolute shock that she's twirling this child by the pigtails throwing her around in a circle until she throws her off and on and she's like go see if she's alive and i'm like there's a possibility that she could be dead that's crazy oh oh my gosh but she is alive. <laughs> she is alive. And the thing is, when the when the child who went says she's alive, you can see like her face. She looks disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she absolutely hates kids. For a person with a whole career that is just centered on them, I mean, you could have chosen any other career, ma'am. Oh, I skipped over the choky chant as well. But that happened in the scene with Nigel begging to be hidden. All right, Chucky being like this. Yes. Iron Maiden, <laughs> like the the child Iron Maiden. Yeah. The wooden, the wooden Iron Maiden. In yeah. I would say in the so in like the American nineties version, it was like a room, but it was like one of those like broom closet rooms. And it had, like, the nails and stuff sticking out. Here, it's like an outhouse in the middle Mm. of the woods with chains. Mm. And I was like, bruh, I don't think that's legal. (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't think throwing a child by the pigtails is legal either, but I didn't care. Yeah, I guess we're playing fast and loose with the law and also the fact (laughs) that, one, these are children, so... It's it's hard to believe them, and two, I think she like thrives on their silence because it's just like mm-hmm. if you, because that's what like abusers is like if you tell somebody it's gonna be worse, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah no um, Amanda Thrip survives the throw, and I think Matilda goes to tell the um the librarian more about the story. And so the story continues. The escapologist and the acrobat are going to do this really long-winded title of a trick that <laughs> it involves the the woman with dynamite in her hair flying through the air. air with dynamite in her hair is caught by the man in, in the chains and in the cage. Wait, the lady with dynamite in her hair flies through the air over sharp objects and sharks or something like that? Yeah, over sharks and, and spiky objects, yeah. And then caught by, yeah, the man in chains in a cage or whatever, yeah. So we're at the event now, and, like, you can see, like, Mrs. Phelps is being, like, taken into the story. Like, they're in, like, this big carnival tent now. And it looks like they're getting ready for a performance. Uh, But the escapologist comes and announces that the long-winded title of a trick has been cancelled. <laughs> I'm not saying that every time. You've got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> but it's so Roldal. Been... It's such it's such a like very Roldal thing to do. Um 
has been cancelled because his wife is pregnant. And it's like, yay, everyone like jumps up into applause. The applause continues for hours. Like it's like it's really good thing and, and Mrs. Phelps is like, Oh yay, I love a happy ending and Matilda's like, uh uh-uh. uh. <gasps> and we're not there. It's about to get uh, real. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the acrobat has an evil stepsister who says that they have to do the trick because there's a contract and if they don't fulfill the contract they'll go to jail because she's not giving all of these people her money back where would be her profit so they make them have to do the trick now we go to Bruce so at school they're in the cafeteria area getting food and it looks gross um Miss <laughs> Honey comes to talk to Matilda I, I forget what she comes to talk to her for I think she's telling her like I mean even though uh, she wasn't allowed to she like said like oh I'm gonna give you like like all of these clever books to work with and if you have questions I'll try help you um, yes so like she'll set her up basically she'll set her up in like a corner of the classroom and let her advance because she's too advanced for the group the like classroom that she's in now yeah and then she gives her, her uh, like a huge hug and she's like that's the biggest hug in the world it feels like you're going to hug all the air out of me and so Matilda goes to eat but before she can like leave the trunchbull comes in and she's like didn't I tell you that this girl deserves no special treatment and so the trunchbull pulls her up and accuses Matilda of having stolen and eaten a slice of her cake. Meanwhile, we see mm. Bruce just like licking his lips. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh boy. But on the stage with Trunchbull and Matilda, Trunchbull is like, you have two options. Tell the truth and receive punishment or call me a liar and be punished. And <laughs> I'm just like, that's not a choice. Uh, mm. And she's like, be careful with your words. And Matilda starts to say, I did not st-. But before she can like finish, Bruce burps. The biggest burp of burps. And like mm-hmm. it forms a cloud. And I'm like, ew. Yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it travels across it. Everyone's looking at this burp cloud as it mm-hmm. travels across and it reaches the trench bowl and it pops and she's like licking the the, yeah the the smell the smell gases of the burp Mm -hmm. i was gagging (laughs) and not in a good way like i wasn't gagged but i was gagging like literal like erection it was just like gross yes so one of the like teachers beside is like, oh, chocolate. And so, of course, Trunchbull now knows who did it. And he's mm-hmm. like, Bruce Bogtrotter, you took my cake. And they have like this whole conversation about how he's like blissfully unaware of how much shit he's actually in. Um, mm-hmm. He's like slightly, it's just like, it was very delicious. And so like she has the cook bring out a full like three tier chocolate cake and she's like if you can eat 
all of this cake, then I will absolve you of punishment or something like that. Like, mm. so, like, that's the deal. Like, don't finish the cake, go to Chucky, finish the cake. He'll be fine. So, then we get the song Bruce, which I absolutely love because of like how it's like visually staged it's like every time she turns her like back to the kid because all the kids are like saying also i love <laughs> like so she's just like move and all the kids like move their tables move their out tables, of the way yeah. anytime anytime she like walks like every line is straight yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have to go around anything like everyone just parts uh for her so every time she's not looking, the kids behind her and to, like to the side slightly are like doing stuff, but yeah. all of the rest of them are like sitting like quite still and upright and quiet, and it just kind of moves around the room like that um, until we get like the full musical transition. But Bruce is just devouring this cake. He's like, I was like, are you gonna struggle, my guy? Like you're really small and this cake is bigger than you like where is it going but he manages like he does it <laughs> yeah um he gets down he like pops the little cherry into the air and swallows it down well we're having a full-on like musical show <laughs> like, like <laughs> it, we've got new lighting costumes and everyone and then i love i love at the end like he manages and then miss honey is like go <laughs> she's just like screaming for him i'm like oh girl like everyone's looking and she's like oh sorry but then trunchbull is like Come on, Bog Trotter, you're going to Chokey. And Matilda's like, no, you promised that if he could eat all the cake, then he wouldn't be punished. You're a cheat. And mm -hmm. Trunchbull is aghast, agog. She's like, did you say no to me? <laughs> and she starts to, like, take Bruce away again. And Matilda, like, tries to, like, grab onto him. But she's not strong enough, you know. She's a mm -hmm. child. And so he's pulled away and sent to Chokey. And you can like start to see like the manifestation of her anger as like the doors continue to swing violently as she looks on after them after they've disappeared. A shame. Mm-hmm. Then then we get when I grow up, right? Yes. When I grow up. That's such mm -hmm. a yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> So, continuing the story for Mrs. Phelps, the acrobat and the escapologist go to do the stunt. They, they're lined up. He's, like, struggling in the chain. She swing, she's swinging back and forth. Um, and then she lets go. And he manages to catch her, um, like, having escaped his chains in the cage. And he, like, unlocks the dynamite from her hair throws it up into the air and you know we think it's great yeah but then the dynamite explodes and it like 
rocks the um the the thing that's holding his feet the the rope that's holding his feet one of them gets yeah. burnt and so his grip shifts and she slides slightly and he can't quite get a hold of her other arm and she falls and this falls just like everybody she died her body oh yeah so but she manages to survive long enough to have a daughter mm-hmm. <sighs> and but then it's revealed like the kindly um escapologist uh just wanted help to raise his daughter so that he invited the evil stepsister uh, after forgiving her to come and help him raise his daughter but the stepsister blames the daughter for everything and starts abusing her in secret calling her horrible things and miss phelps is so wrapped up in she's like let's call the police and she's like <laughs> miss phelps it's is this a, a story, story? <laughs> <laughs> what and then miss phelps is like matilda where is this coming from and she's like what do you mean she's like it's taking a very dark turn like is everything okay <laughs> I was like, um, everything's fine. Like, and so she is. This Phelps is like, your mind is so brilliant. Like, having a child like you, your parents must think it's like winning the lottery. And Matilda's she's like, like they oh, say that yes. all the time. They say just like having me is like winning. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes home. But uh, her mother is rejoicing because they have all this money. And she's saying, it's like winning the lottery. And she's like, where did this come from? Apparently, that muscle guy. Are you talking about me? (laughs) I'm like, oh, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, honey. No. (laughs) Apparently, the muscly guy that he sold the sports car to brought more muscly guy friends. And he sold like a bunch of cars to all of them and he Mm -hmm. like got a drill and rolled back the speedometer and Matilda's like that's not fair you're a cheat like Mm -hmm. you can't do that and of course you know Mr. Wormwood's not gonna tolerate that so he Mm -hmm. like grabs her and like throws her up the stairs into her room and she like lands on the floor and she doesn't get up and she's just finishing off the rest of her story now Mm. where it's like the escapologist's daughter um kept the abuse secret from her father until one point when the stepsister bullied her so bad he she threw her down into the cellar and like locked her away and so the escapologist came home early when and saw like how his daughter had been being treated or mistreated rather and he's just like crying and we get the song i'm here don't cry i'm here little girl please don't cry Try your eyes. and i'm just like at this point i'm just like matilda is fully escaping into this fantasy of having a loving father and like, oh yeah no she's like <laughs> fully in like maladaptive daydreaming at this point <laughs> but the escapologist 
now furious about what has been done to his daughter, goes off to deal with the evil stepsister, and he is never seen again. So the next day, Matilda goes to school, <laughs> and everyone's like treating her like she's <laughs> like she's like some like idol mm-hmm. like they're offering her like sandwiches and lavender is like you're the first person to ever tell the trench bull no everyone wants to worship you kind of a thing <laughs> like, he like started they think a revolution <laughs> um like there's like these little like Posts with like no written on them and like stuck to the wall. It's just like we mm. could say no too. Um, and Trunchbull, of course, sees this and it's like, Absolutely nah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to Miss Honey's class when they're doing like a music lesson. She's like, okay, kids, ready to have some fun? And Trunchbull's like, fun. fun. And we see poor Bruce and he's just like completely shell shocked. He's just like, beside her saying not I was like god what did what did the jokey do to that child like did did his parents not notice the fact that their child was just like completely like nothing there anyway so so she makes them go through with physical education yay (laughs) um it's the smell of rebellion she immediately just wants to crush their spirits so that they don't this doesn't continue mm-hmm. and so she like she's like in this little cart and she's leading them as they're running and then we get to this obstacle course which looks like a military obstacle course but she's having the kids like try to do and then and then she does it of course easily and then we get into a section of the song where it's like she's like imagine the world without children and she starts talking about a parrot who can like fold hats with his mind and then um, he's saying don't let them take your horsies um <laughs> and there are like horses running and then like her hands she's in a dress it's a whole thing um but you know of course one of the kids speaks and that breaks her fantasy and then she's like pissed off about it. lavender she takes, like a sip of yeah so during this time like lavender like is trying to like form her own type of rebellion so she like puts her newt into a cup of water and so she goes to take a sip of the water and there's a newt in it and of course she screams I mean understandably that's like a a lizard but you know it's embarrassing and she doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of these kids so she just like picks a kid and is like it's you it's your fault as she always does Mm mm-hmm and as she's going to berate him, she's like, Matilda's like, no again, and is calling her like a bully and all of these things. And she starts to, we get the song, Quiet, which is her like finding a place inside of her mind where like the violence and like all of the like 
vicious words being like spoken to her don't really touch her anymore also the wind is like stirring up around i was just like is this like visual or is this like happening in real life because like (laughs) the wind is like encircling the two of them it's like very dramatic um yeah i i it's like like the song um the beginning bit where in the this section you're talking about where she's like mm-hmm. you know have you ever one and it's like very intense and she's like it's very intense and like she's just like saying things like and she's like i'm not explaining myself very well like and i'm just like i mean i don't know i really appreciate it i really appreciate a lot of the lyrics and what's going on there musically have you ever wondered and when I say red, for example, there's no way of knowing that the red in my head is the red in your head. Da, 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 da. When someone says red, something, something, something. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, like silence, but not really silent. And then it goes, and then she has like the moment where she's like in the clouds and everything's like, yeah, <laughs> there's clarity. I bet it's when she finds that clarity is when she like gains control over her telekinesis and then at, what did she do she like manipulates the mute to like fly out of the cup and like onto like the back of um trunchbull and it ends up like falling down into her underpants and there's like a mute in her knickers so she's like running away and mm-hmm. ma- Matilda, like, is like, oh, no, uh, sorry, Miss Honey is like, okay, kids, um, while this is happening, let's, let's just go back to class before she has a chance to, like, come back and, and, mm-hmm. like, uh, Matilda's like, wait, Miss Honey, and she's like, Matilda, we really don't have the time. <laughs> she's like, no, wait, Miss Honey, I just need to show you something. And so she starts to focus on the cut, she puts the cup down, she starts to focus on it, and... And initially, like, nothing's happening, but then she starts to focus in some more, and it starts to, like, shake back and forth. And Miss Honey's like, wait, what? <laughs> so she, like, goes down to look, and Matilda manages to levitate the cup up into mm-hmm. the air, and Miss Honey is, like, shocked and, like, grabs it out of the air, and it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> And then she does ask, like, is it because, like, like having so much brains that they can't fit in them and they come out of my eyes? And I was like, and, and she's like, yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, that's it. I mean, sure. I mean, what else can you say? It's telekinesis. You've never <laughs> seen someone fucking lift a cup. So, sure. That explanation makes just as much sense. Miss Til- Miss Miss Honey kind of invites Matilda over after school to her house, house, cottage, shed. Initially, they're, like, going out of the school gates, and Miss Honey's like, no, no, this way. So she actually still kind of, like, lives on the school grounds at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of the forest is part of the school. But she, like, goes to this cottage, and Matilda's like, wow, they don't pay teachers very well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh, girl don't say that out loud <laughs> and then he's like, like yes but like I'm poorer than most because and then she starts to talk about how 
her uh, step aunt is like basically who basically was like the the second I was old enough and I was making money she was like okay pay me back for every single cent I ever spent on you ever and also the house is mine <laughs> yeah so she like literally just doesn't have much money to call her own so mm-hmm. when she came upon this cottage she like begged the farmer to like give it to her and like this is her house and we get into the song my house which is like her describing like you know i have this little chair i have you know like this pillow i can rest my head on at night when it's cold i there's like a little fire you know like mm-hmm. yeah this is my house my house it isn't much but it is enough for me oh my gosh her voice yeah. Oh my god, her voice. I was just <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like it's I didn't cry when I was watching the movie, but then when I was like re-listening to the soundtrack, I was just like emotional. I was like, "Wait, what?" Mm. God damn. Mm. It's it's hitting me harder the second time. Why? <laughs> Yeah, no. Her voice is so, 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 so pretty. And, uh, just, like, rich and warm. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yes, it's during this song that it's revealed that... I mean, I think she she also mentioned, like, her father before she started the song, and that mm-hmm. his name was Magnus, and we learned the name Magnus earlier on in the movie. Yeah. But then, like, during the song, she, like, takes out this white scarf and it was the acrobat's lucky scarf that she like would always have it's a white scarf that she like wrapped it around like the escapologist's wrist when they were about to do like the big trick you know and she has it and so Matilda is like having a revelation in her mind and she's like Miss Honey starts to like say you know my father was a and she's like an escapologist and she's like how did how did you say and my mother was an acrobat (laughs) (laughs) i said matilda how do you know these things she's like miss honey who is your aunt and it's like well she's my step aunt actually (laughs) and she's like miss trunchbull and miss honey's like very understandably very confused and she's like it's your story i thought i was making it up or whatever and Matilda's like on a mission now and she's like Matilda wait you have to be very careful you've embarrassed Miss Trunchbull and she does not like to be embarrassed she's dangerous and Matilda's like so am I <laughs> she storms off into the woods and I'm like okay did she say something earlier like this was like on her first day of school or something where she was like um if someone's horrible to you you have to be horrible back or something I don't remember the exact words that she uses but I, it's when yeah. Mrs. Pope was like, um, you know, talking about bullies or whatever. And she's like, yeah. she's like, oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> if someone's mean to me, I'll be mean back anyways. So like, this is her and being she's mean like, back. Yeah. Mrs. Pope is like, two wrongs don't make a right. It's like, until they Unless do. Unless they do. And then, you've <laughs> made, and then you've made a right of two wrongs. I was like, until that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but... um so 
Matilda is determined now. She's like, she doesn't know what she's gonna do, but she's gonna do something because this cannot stand. But when she gets home, wait, doesn't her... she explode the chokey now? Oh yes, 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 she does. She goes and she destroys the chokey with her mind powers. We don't actually see it like explode, but we like hear it. Um, mm. And then she goes home, and we discover that their her parents are like frantically trying to pack because they're moving to Spain because the people that her father sold those faulty cars to were the Russian mafia. And, you know, they're gonna kill them, maybe. <laughs> so, so they're moving to Spain immediately. Yeah. And, of course, this is not fair, but she, like, runs up to her room and she's just upset, you know. Because there's nothing... That, there's like nothing that she can do, she can do about that. Yeah. She's still beholden to those people that mm-hmm. are her family. Mm-hmm. At school again, Trunchbull has taken like uh, an arm, like a little cat with like a, a, a digger arm and has like broken down the jungle gym. It's like a pile of like metal poles now. And she's like, if you break my toys, I break your toys. And I'm just like, are you an actual child? <laughs> it's like, that's the that's the theorem of a child. That is Matilda's theorem, which is mm. not like, you're supposed to be like an adult. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, we're and... trying to reason with someone who's physically putting children into like torture chambers. Yeah. Yeah. And then she calls on Miss Honey's class to come to the canteen, which has been like transformed into like a class setting, but there are like mm-hmm. these sandbags everywhere. And she's like, and she looks like she's like exhausted, like she's been like working because mm-hmm. um, she's like a little dirty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they're going to have a spelling test right now. And anyone who gets a word wrong is going to Chokey. And they're like, but the Chokey's destroyed. And she's like, pop! Underneath her is a new Chokey. And she's like, mm-hmm. I've been busy. <laughs> and so they have to do this spelling test. And they start off, and they're getting the words correct. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know how to spell that word? And she's like, Miss Honey taught us oh. with like love and respect. And Trust is like, ugh disgusting um (laughs) don't ever say those words again to me and so seeing that she can't get them fairly she decides to make up a long word um with even miss honey yeah and even miss honey protests it's like that's not a word and she's like it is now and of course lavender has to try and spell it and she starts off good but apparently there was a silent v. v and so She's going to make her go into Chokey. But having learned a bit of rebellion now, the other kids all stand up and start mm-hmm. to spell words incorrectly now. And she's like, you're going to have to throw me in Chokey now too. And more and more of them. It's like, you can't put us all in the Chokey. And like seeing all this rebellion, she unveils her surprise, which is like 20 other Chokies. 
in the room. I'm like, is that what happened to all of the other tables in the canteen? You just made them into chokies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, at this point, Matilda's done. She's like, yeah. over it. She is like, I am tired of saying that isn't fair and y'all being like, so what? Like, now I'm just, I'm, I'm done with that. And so she's like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, let me stage a haunting um, <laughs> with my telekinesis. So she starts to um, write. She takes the chalk and starts to write on the board. And it's like, A, G, Agatha. It's like, this is Magnus. And it's about, like, give my Jenny her house back. Uh and her money or I, or I will, will get, get you, like... you like you got me which reminds me earlier when she's um in the house in the cottage place when they're talking about and Matilda's basically being like I know your life story um <laughs> she I think Miss Honey was like you know like one day like my dad like was gone and I've always thought that and she's like she did him in I don't know why that sent me <laughs> I was like, girl, what do you know about doing things in? Like, what do you know about killing? Listen, she's read many I mean, a thing. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> she probably just, knows like, more than most. <laughs> she did him in. Um, but yeah, and like, yeah, now we'll get you like you got me. And then she like, like makes uh, a thing, like a the costume, like one of, I think it was it the yeah. mom's costume, out of like no, the chains. No, it's the dad's. the dad's, dad's like flared costume. Ah, uh, yeah, out of the like chains that are in the room apparently. Yeah, because initially Trunchbull is like she just sees the words that Charmer. She's like, I, I'm not falling for any kind of trickery again. Like, and then I don't know how you like declare like the formation of like a phantom chain version of like the, I also like the use of chains you know because he was an escapologist mm-hmm. um but like a phantom version of something that none of these children could know about mm-hmm. maybe Jenny would but like they wouldn't have seen him looking like that except yeah. in Matilda's head so like clearly this is like a vision for her and he starts like smashing all the chokies, you know, and mm. like Trunchbull is still like she's scared, but she's not like backing down. And so, is it does her hair start to unravel? Yeah, Matilda starts to like yeah. like lifts her by the hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like starts to braid them into pigtails telekinetically, of course, and then mm-hmm. does the same like little shot put thing that she did mm-hmm. not shot but what is what is this one hammer throw hammer throw yeah hammer throw that's one um with her with like with her pigtails and throws her out of the building or whatever yeah and she like follows like up like onto the roof to like make sure that it gets distance mm. and then as she's like coming down she like stops her from like face hitting the ground because she's not trying to kill her that would have snapped her neck completely mm-hmm. but she like shakes the keys loose and miss honey has like gone outside and like picks the keys up off the ground and she's like this is my school now 
I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, but you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want you to ever come back here. And Trunchbull is like, thoroughly shell shocked, and she like, runs away. And she's also like, like I'm getting, I'm taking my house back essentially. And then she's like, yeah. Run. I, I, I like that bit, which is just like, run. <laughs> and then Trunchbull gets up and runs. I'm like, yes, you go, girl. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> but yes. So now there's no more Trunchbull, and the, the kids are free. And Bruce starts off. Whoa! <laughs> 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 um. We are revolting children, revolting times. We sing revolting songs, using revolting rhymes. We are revolting children, so our revolting songs. We are revolting. It's so good. It is yeah. so good. The camera work and choreography and these kids, just all mm -hmm. of it is just like, oh wow, it's so good. And this is obviously the, the bit that went like viral, like you know, a yeah. couple of weeks before. The way, the way that that one clip of Hortensia moving down the hall had TikTok in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean Twitter too, because um, that's where I'm, that's my base. Your base is TikTok, mine is Twitter. Like, it was like I w I saw tons of people who were like non-musical, like liking people, who were like, oh, I might give this a chance. Look at these kids slaying and stuff. <laughs> I remember I like I I saw someone in response to one of those tweets being like, I love that they're keeping the tradition of like making. <laughs> of the kids sounding absolutely unintelligible. <laughs> unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think because I knew the song, I could like understand it. But it's only because yeah. I knew the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we that. Uh, yeah, one of the best sequences. Mm -hmm. But yes, so we have the revolting children, and then everyone's rejoicing. But then. The Wormwoods pull up to the place and they're like, Matilda, you gotta go. We're mm -hmm. going to Spain and all. So the kids are like, no, Matilda, you can't leave. No. Um, and she's like, it isn't up to me. So she's leaving and then Miss Honey is like, actually, I would take care of her. You know, she can like stay here with me if that's what she wants. And Mr. Wormwood, for the first time in the entire movie, is like, you want to keep my daughter, my daughter? here? <laughs> and Matilda's like, you called me your daughter. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, where were all these pronouns before, my guy? <laughs> like, was it just was it just like a little fun game for you to like call her a boy her whole life? Like, uh, what? But. In, I, I don't know if it's like a possession thing or if like somewhere inside he actually cares or he's just like didn't want to deal with this now but mm -hmm. you know uh, Matilda of course says yes she wants to stay with Miss Honey and, and they're like anyway we didn't have a room so okay bye I guess <laughs> but she does unglue the hat from his head before they leave 
So now Miss Honey is the new headmistress. They have a new playground. The school gets a new name. The playground. It is like a full on amusement park. I mean, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. But like the rest of the school um, is also like like nice looking and more friendly and yeah. their uniforms are different now as well. And we have um the song Still Holding My Hand, which is a new song for the mm-hmm. movie. And because in the in the show they end on a reprise of um when I grow up and naughty, but yeah it's 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 cute. Something something sky was blindingly blue, and then there was you quietly taking a stand and you were holding my hand or something like that. Yes, um, and it's very cute. They move in to the house and everything we see matilda finish the story um yeah Ms. Phelps. i mean we don't like actually see it. we see her telling it but we don't see her telling it if that makes sense we don't hear her telling it but we know what happened so she's explaining exactly <laughs> what just happened um and Phelps having a great time and she's like yes <laughs> happy story and then we have a cute little ending they're holding hands in their pretty little dresses and uh that is matilda the musical 2022 and that was the movie so now let's get into our ratings following our standard rhetoric of five starting with mm-hmm. music choreography oh choreography. <laughs> listen <laughs> no it's like it's so refreshing mm-hmm. sometimes to see like harder choreography and hard kid choreography as well so you know yeah. like so you know like when we were watching Annie last month um, <laughs> I was like you know I wish that there was more you know this is what I meant like yeah. this kind of intensity is what I was wanting and you know like some of the songs didn't give that and you know like maybe they didn't like have like space for that but like this is what I was wanting the choreography in Bruce and the choreography in in, um, revolting children just like Mm -hmm. the intensity of it like the way that there were kids flipping in the in the shots they were like doing not even just cartwheels but like actual like side flips and Mm -hmm. you know just like like hitting it on point with like so much it's giving so much life and face and just oh anyway <laughs> anyway I had to, to calm down <laughs> but yes so there's that and then the music I'm I guess biased because I was familiar with some of it but like they didn't do a disservice with any of my favorite songs they cut some songs out you know, because it's a movie, they always do that. Um, it didn't really impact the story, I think, in any way. So I think it's fine. Like there are some like little like notes that are addressed in some other songs that kind of tie to songs that aren't there anymore. But you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. I I really like clever wordplay 
in musicals. I love like mm-hmm. the little nods to like other Roald Dahl things, like Revolting Rhymes is another book that he wrote. Um, so it's just, you know, like little things like that I, I really enjoyed. So um, for music and choreography, I will give it like a so high. <laughs> this is four. It's like four point five out of five red berets. Okay, I am with you one hundred percent. I absolutely love to see a big number. I absolutely love to see just intricate choreography it is so pleasing to the eye like all of what they were doing was so just visually rich and amazing and they were doing (laughs) such a great job all of them like so talented so so talented and all of it it just it looked so good and i also love lyrical wordplay and stuff i love when there are you know as a person who writes but isn't a like the most clever writer ever i don't know like the way that they use words outside of like regular wordplay that you know any other regular joe could do like i but like just stuff where i was like oh i don't fucking think of that like the alphabet thing i'm not gonna get over that i'm not it's just i was like that is so fucking clever like what is going on and again, I don't, I don't come from, come to this with any like substantial background knowledge of, you know, any of the songs in the show. But so like to me, everything for the most part, except for Revolting Children, was super new. And that's what I, I think that's a, another thing that adds to why I'm so impressed. Because like I haven't had time to process this. I watched this <laughs> yesterday. You know, like I, I've had like less than 24 hours to truly be like, okay, slay. I've been like losing my mind over it. It's so good. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think I'm with you with the 4.5 Red Berets. Because also shout out to Red Beret Girl. Let me give her, what's her name? Misha Garbett? Like, Slay, girl, you did it. <laughs> Everyone really was losing did. their minds. I was losing my mind. Um, yeah. I mean, she honestly is the sole reason why I even suggested for us to shift what was our, origi- our original month to this month because I was like, <laughs> oh, I kind of want to see that. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. Um, story. So we have multiple stories going on here. Um, I'm gonna try not to compare it with like the other movie because there's stuff that's here that's not there. So just try, try to focus here. Um, so we have like the Matilda storyline and we have like the story that she's telling of the escapologist and the acrobat not knowing how entwined they are and are becoming. Um, and so like an escapologist, an acrobat, it sounds very fanciful. It sounds like a thing that a kid would make up. Um, Mm. and also because, and I was thinking about it, her family is the one who mentioned escapologists first. Like they're Mm. like, oh, you think you're some great escapologist? Um, 
And that's why she starts to like mull over her head about an escapologist. But I'm thinking if there's like some kind of like longer, deeper tie with like the age of her parents and like the age of Miss Honey are kind of similar. So when they mm-hmm. were children, it's likely that their parents would have known who like this escapologist or this acrobat are if they like right. were in this town or whatever have you um or if they, however famous they were so it's I mean, like astronauts that, came they're very famous they're very famous yes absolutely i don't think they came wearing the astronaut gear but you know let's let's give that to matilda um <laughs> so yeah so they were very famous so I don't know why there was like never like any like follow up on what happened to these uh, people because mm-hmm. like there's always like stuff there's like I don't know in, in, in our real life like when there are famous people like people go and check on them yeah. uh, but no, it's like this guy just disappeared one day and he was never seen again and that's it and no one ever checked on his child <laughs> Mm-hmm. They had no other relatives at all. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. all just... Anyway. <laughs> um, and, like, there are some... Like, I don't want to call them holes because it's, like... I feel like this is mostly filmed through, like, a child lens and a child's interpretation of mm-hmm. events. So we don't have much of the motivation of the adults apart from um, the stuff that we get through song. Um, but I feel like there should be more legal repercussions for the things that are happening in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I I don't know why this is fine. Like, this is beyond corporal punishment. This is like, mm-hmm. your child can die. <laughs> <laughs> because of what she's doing um but in terms of in the story world i like the tie-in um the the honey this honey reveal of being like the escapologist daughter um i like that we can clearly see like the the kind of like neglect and verbal abuse that matilda is suffering um and we like kind of feel for her and want her to and we don't like feel bad when she like does the tricks um on her parents mm. and it, it was it was fairly easy to follow um i also wondered why she was specifically imagining black parents but then i was like <laughs> ah because it's not her it's not hers it's not hers <laughs> yeah um but yeah, no, I I liked I liked the plot. Um, it, it's a very musical theater plot. I will give it that because I think mm. in the like book, like her dad was a doctor, Miss Honey. So you know, like it's fine. Um, mm. So for plot, I'll give it four. Yeah, I'll give it four out of five scarfs. Nice. Eight scarfs. I, yeah, I think, okay. So 
I don't, again, come from this with any, like, grasp of what the rest of the Matildas are doing. But um, one thing I was thinking about, and this is, like, probably one of, like, the few critiques that I, I have for this, is that, like, Matilda's kind of a flat character in that, yes. like, she sort of starts, like, emotionally kind of where she ends. Not emotionally, per se, but, like, her attitude. Like, she she's pretty confident and and, like, slightly mischievous from the get, right? We don't get, like, her... Hmm being like a timid someone who like through i don't know learning to stand up for herself etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like it's not that it's just sort of us like hanging out with matilda for a while until like her circumstances change but like she's fine she's like the same throughout the thing mm -hmm. um but like that's like one of like the few things that i'm like mm -hmm. um and i do like this the sort of parallel story thing because for a bit, I was like, this has to have a payoff, right? Because <laughs> like, I get that she's telling us the story and it's cute and whatever. And it's kind of, to an extent, demonstrating. Um, or like, I mean, up until it's sort of revealed that it's not in a part of her imagination. It's like her demonstrating her sort of using these other worlds to escape to because of how, like unfortunate her situation is and like how abusive her parents are and her principles also friggin like full-on like psychopath so like i you know so i was like yeah i get it like we're going into this little fantasy world with her or whatever but i was like what about it though you know because like also again it was very much still lending to this idea that she's escaping that she's like as things were getting bad for her she like would make the story bad she'd be like mm -hmm. if you know like not like in like a, if i can have a happy ending no one else can not that way but like in just sort of like she's voicing her frustration so like to me just sort of i was like yeah i get it i get it and then when they fully like revealed the whole like connection to the real world i was like okay slay that is actually <laughs> it has more relevance <laughs> and it is uh, a payoff that I am relieved that exists, you know. But again, I'm coming at this from someone who, I don't even know if the story is part of anything ever. If this is the first time it's written like this, I don't know, but I enjoyed it anyways. Um, and you know, the rest of the story, I had fun, you know? <laughs> it's like mean, I hate all the adults, except for Miss Honey, obviously, and Miss Phelps. <laughs> Those are the two the the two adults. I mean, I guess, I guess the rest of the teachers. We don't know anything about them, but every other adult that we have sort of names for, we're never gonna see heaven, you know. Um, <laughs> but the story's great, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. No, I've never. <laughs> that tickled me so bad. They're never gonna see heaven. Uh. <laughs> they aren't. Um, uh, but yeah, I the story's good, um, regardless. And so I think I would give it a. I'll give it a four as well. I'll give it four lucky white scarves. Now, overall enjoyment. I enjoyed the shit out of that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, I, I had like high hopes, 
and I was just like, ah, oh, yes, great. This is great. <laughs> All of this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it has like its ups and downs throughout the movie. I don't even remember how long it was. It didn't feel very long, mm-hmm. which I guess is a benefit. But it's it's. I think it's very rewatchable. The the like all of all of the kids in it are like fantastic <laughs> little people. Mm-hmm. Just like they're they're acting. They they all like seem fairly genuine. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much for uh, Lashana Miss Honey. <laughs> I just I her she I love her <laughs> just, just like so much just cause she she I've she I saw her in um another thing and it's like a completely different character and you know like they put on different skins for different movies yes but at the, at the same time I was just I was so impressed because I, I was just like I didn't know I didn't know you could do this too <laughs> I was just like oh okay <laughs> damn so yeah I just really like her I like her like the softness that she brought to the role um and like the Miss Trunchbull like I, I loved to see her be ruined so I guess that was also a success for Emma Thompson. You know, just just everything was great. Like I don't have a complaint. Like it's infinitely rewatchable. Mm-hmm. So I will say overall enjoyment. I'm giving it. Oh, it's gonna be high. It's four point seven five wow. out of five cakes. It's yeah. really I liked it. <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm with you. Um, I too had so much fun watching this. Like I I had um high expectations as well. Uh and was a little bit like whoa, I shouldn't have these expectations. I should lower them because, <laughs> you know, what if it doesn't fulfill anything? And from like basically like the first song, I was like, oh, you got me, you got me. I'm here, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. And I was here the entire time. Everyone in this was doing such a great job. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I also did not see the time pass. I was just like, oh no, we're reaching the end. <laughs> um, you know, and so I, I really don't have anything else to say except for like, oh my gosh, everyone did an amazing job and I had a fun time watching. And so I will give it um, 4.5 chocolate cakes. Yeah, 4.5 chocolate cakes. And I was about to sing it in like her pitch, which is like all the way up, like, yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna sing it in the, my my her voice. This is now time for our obsessions, all the theater things we like to share, and musical news that we like to mention to you. So here's a couple bits of musical theater news. Okay, this is the part of the podcast. Where wow. We... <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, so this is a part of the podcast where we talk about things that we liked, news related to theater, musicals, um, and things tangentially related as well. Um, I would like to start off. I just found out like this. It's been happening, but I just found out about this um, musical uh, based on the Titanic. I think specifically Titanic the movie and not like the Okay. I I was having <laughs> a moment. <laughs> I was like based on the Titanic. But if it's a Titanic no. movie, yeah, fine. Yeah. That's fine. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I don't know why. I think I just like Leonardo DiCaprio. Continue. I mean, that's entirely fair. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's I think off Broadway at the moment, and um, I think also uses Celine Dion songs. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's entirely like Jagged Little Pill way of using Celine Dion songs. Oh, kind of because thing. my heart will go on. Okay, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, the reason why I I, I think it's what I know, I guess, it's based on the movies that like some of the characters are literally called the char the actors' names. So like, um, the specific person who I'd seen, uh, who like the reason why it came under my radar at all, is um, Ross McCorkle, otherwise known as uh, Rose uh, from Drag Race, is going to be joining the company as Victor Garber. <laughs> Which is why I was like, oh, okay, so it's it's the, the movie. Um, mm -hmm. So, also, Frankie Grande was playing that role, I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the thing that's happening. I think it says it was extended through May of this year, 14th of May. It's off-Broadway. It's called Titanic. So, Titan... Titan, I-Q-U-E. And the other thing that I just Wait, quickly is wanted this like, to... Is this like real person fiction? In I the form know. of a musical? <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, I think it's... I don't know. I honestly, I... I, 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 <laughs> I just saw that Rosie was in it. And I was like, oh, say. And that's about it. Then, I just, like, quickly, the composer i guess like of like knives out whose name is whose name is nathan johnson was talking about how um him and ryan johnson would like to do a musical that takes place in the knives out universe and i say do it <laughs> <laughs> i say yes it would be everything to me if this happened I needed to happen. I don't care whether or not uh, Daniel Craig can sing. I've never heard him sing. But I would <laughs> like to see Ben Blanc in a musical <laughs> solving crimes, solving intricate Agatha Christie like type mysteries. Love it. Like, so I'm... it's gonna be Mousetrap, but a musical. 
basically like if i mean they they would like to they haven't like actually written it or anything but that's what i would i would like i would like it to happen so so very much and then like my final little quick thing is that petty lapone is going to be in agatha agatha coven of chaos the spin-off of wandavision and yay because <laughs> i really like wandavision <laughs> i haven't really watched a lot of marvel things since spider-man the spider-man that came out straight after uh endgame that's the last marvel movie i ever saw and then i watched wandavision so i have no other <laughs> like interest really um so agatha is the this is the perfect thing for her to be in for me to go watch because it's set <laughs> in the in the universe that i like um so yeah that is those are my things do you have a thing kind of not really it's more so there's <laughs> gonna be a <laughs> there's gonna be a revival of um my brain has become empty sweeney todd which we have covered on this um lovely little podcast that we do but it's gonna have josh groban and annalee ashford people who i think we've mentioned a couple times on this so you know like everything mm. everything is happy and great oh jordan fisher is also in it too this is gonna be a great cast guys oh that does bring us to the end of the episode thanks for joining us on our first 2023 i don't know journey into the musical world um, we will be continuing our Year is Young theme in our next episode. But thank you for joining us on this one. If you would like to see our obsessions, you can go on to our Tumblr, which is tellmemorettellmemorepodcast.tumblr.com. If you would like to get any sort of what we're covering next type situation, you can follow us on our Instagram, which is at tmmtmmpodcast. And it is also at TMM, TMM Podcast for our Twitter, which is where usually um, we'll put, you know, anything, if anything comes up, if we are taking a hard left for whatever reason, you will uh, catch that kind of news there. And we also have an email, if you'd like to email us, at tellmemoretellmemorepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to listen to the songs that we like from the music that for the musicals that we cover, we have playlists, one for every year that this podcast has existed. And if you go onto Spotify and you go to TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find those playlists there. So that is it. Thank you for listening. Catch us on our next one for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, DCL. Goodbye. Goodbye.